This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hello, and we are here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, Gretch. Today, we'll talk about a book that lit my mind on fire, and we will debate a subject that many people feel very strongly about. Uh, But first, Elizabeth, what is something making you more happier? Gretch, I am so happy because tonight I am going to see Isaac Mizrahi's cabaret show. Oh. So you remember we had Isaac Mizrahi on the podcast. His book, I Am, or I'm, was our book club pick, Mm -hmm. his memoir. And ever since then, I've been dying to see his cabaret show. And I had mentioned this to a friend of mine months ago, and then she texted and was like, Isaac Mizrahi is going to be in Beverly Hills. Um, Do you want to go? And so I am going, and I am just, for whatever reason, I have just wanted to do this so much, and I'm so excited. Well, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to hear about it. And that was episode 249, actually. I went and looked it up after you were telling me about it. Oh, good. So I'm so curious to hear about it. You know, we were still recording in the studio in those days, so I got to meet him in person and hang out. It was He seems like such a great person. Yeah, well, you know what it is? He's just so charming, and I watch his video. His Instagram videos where he like shows himself packing when he's taking trips. He shows himself cooking and all these just little things. And I find him to be just the most warm, charming person. And so I don't know. I just I feel like it's going to make me more happier to see his show. So I'm excited. I can't wait to hear. And I I don't do things that often. I mean, it's that sort of post COVID thing we've been talking about where I just don't go out to events very often. And so. So mm-hmm. the idea that I have a ticket to something and I'm going and I'll probably yeah. get a little dressed up, it's just rare. It feels like a major event. Well, it's that idea, aim to show up. You have to aim to show up to things you've already said you might go to, but then it's also making plans to go to things exactly. that are maybe off the beaten track a little bit. You and I don't go to that many concerts. No, exactly. And I mean, this is not quite a, a concert. You know, it's not what I think right. of as like a huge concert. It's um, a cabaret but it is something show, right? you have to have a Ticket to. Yes, a cabaret show. So I'll tell you how it is. Anyway, Gretch, what's making you more happier? Well, you know, I love my calendar of catalysts and finding all these dates. And I kind of like the unexpected ones more than just January 1st. I like halfway day. I like determination day. Yes. And listeners told me about this date, which March 4th. Today, if you're listening the day this ah. episode airs, it's the 4th of March, 3-4, which is March 4th. So again, if you need to give yourself a little bit of a boost or have a fresh start, kind of that clean slate feeling, 
it's March 4th. And I th- I just like that because I like anything that gives me a little, a little boost and gives me a, f- a reminder yes. that I need to step it up. March 4th. Yes. March 4th. Also a popular one is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Right? May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Those, I always think of those two together. Speaking of marching forth, one of the things we're doing this year is the Go Outside 23 and 23. And this week for hashtag outside 23 and 23, if you tag us on social media in a picture of you with your local wildlife, you can have a chance to be reposted because that's one thing that we're hearing from a lot of people is how much they love getting the chance to see animals and birds and insects and reptiles and other people's dogs and all this stuff when they're doing their outside time. I know, Gretch. I know we're doing this and I'm thinking I really want to try to get a coyote picture this week. Ooh. Do you see them? We do see coyotes, and I'm always, of course, freaking out when we see them. But I want to try to walk the dogs at night this week and um, spot a coyote and have the presence of mind to take a photo. Okay, do it. I so, didn't know you actually were, saw them. I knew that they were around oh, yes. and people had to be careful with their cats and stuff. But I didn't know you actually saw them with your own eyes. Oh, yes. We see them. And I mean, I know people who've been, you know, stalked by them in the middle of the day. I mean, oh my. you can see them during the day. Also, it's just more common at night. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Post yeah. a photo yeah. for sure. Okay, Gretch, coming up, you're going to tell me about this book that is blowing your mind. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket Meal Kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian-approved recipes each week with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. 
My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, we're back, and there's a book you've been meaning to tell me about. Yes, I have been meaning to tell you about this book that I just read called People Who Led to My Plays by Adrian Kennedy. So every once in a while, I will read a book where the structure of the book or the approach of the book sort of explodes my understanding of what you could do with the book. Mm. And, and often this, I, I will do something in imitation. Like I read Jackie and Her My Skin by Wayne Kestenbaum and Cod, A Biography of the Fish That Changed the World by Mark Kurlansky. And those books gave me this whole different approach to how I would write a biography of Winston Churchill because it was like, oh, this is this whole different way you could think about biography. The book Food Rules by Michael Pollan, I was just enchanted by that book. And that's, I wrote my book, Outer Order, Inner Calm, kind of inspired by food rules. Mm. The Preppy Handbook, all the way back by Lisa Birnbach, I, I was just so enraptured by that book and all the different formats that it used. And so when I was writing my book, Power, Money, Fame, Sex, my very first book, a lot of it was very influenced by the Preppy Handbook. So this is a book um, that it came, the copyright is 1987. I heard about it because I was reading one of those roundups. I love book roundups, like books about the creative process or memoirs about, you know, whatever. So, and I don't even remember where I got this because I just put it on my library list. But then I couldn't get it from my library, so I bought it. So it's by Adrienne Kennedy. She is still alive. She was born in 1931. She has won all sorts of awards and honors as a playwright. I haven't seen any of her plays, but this, it's a very short book. You know, you know, when you read a book and a lot of times you're like, that book could have been a little shorter. Uh, and, and it would have been just uh-huh. as good, maybe better. And then there's yeah. a book where you're like, you yeah. don't even think about how long it is. And th- but then every once in a while, there's a book that you're like, I wish it had just kept going. This is the slender volume. I wish it had been eight, 10 volumes. I like wanted it to keep going. And she explains in the introduction that her plays are often taught in universities and mm. people, you know, then they have these discussions and people say to her, like, why do you write the way you do? Who influences you? And so she wrote, after I attempt to answer naming this playwright or that one, as time progresses, I realize I never go back far enough to the beginning. So I decided to. This starts at age five, goes through her 30s. So she mentions all sorts of people like her mother and her father to people like Lena Horne, Nat King Cole, Charlotte Bronte, Snow White, a teacher when she was little. Then there, there are categories like people my parents talked about or <laughs> our neighborhood in Cleveland. And, and it's so sort of impressionistic, but slowly she starts building up the presence of these figures in your mind. 
And it starts to evolve and she'll do some things every once in a while. It's just like a really subtle foreshadowing, like, oh, wow, her parents split up, but now they seem really happy. Like, well, So there's all this sort of strange suspense and this sense of deepening in this incredibly short form. It's really, really Ooh. interesting. It's one of those books where, you know, with Piranesi, the minute I finished it, I wanted to go back and reread the whole thing, and I have reread the whole thing. With this, I sort of wanted to do the same thing because I'm like, I want to go back to the beginning and seeing what she was saying at the beginning. But it ends It ends when she's, like, in her early 30s, and she's still alive at 91. So maybe she'll do another volume. I mean, I want to write her a fan letter and say, like, get on it because I am waiting <laughs> for the next seven volumes of the rest of your life because... It's just like she talks about paper dolls. And uh, anyway, it's it's just it's interesting to see how teachers come up over and over again, how a teacher can influence a child that influences an adult or like how things don't work out the way you think. Uh, anyway, I just I can't wait to read it because it, it's it, just intriguing. And I it, it sounds like nothing I've ever you know, as you said, I've never seen or heard anything like this. Yeah. And the, this question of like, what are your influences? A lot of people don't give very interesting answers to that. I think it's a very hard thing to answer. It just manages to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's funny because if people ask that all the time. Oh, what TV show influenced you or what book? And it is such a hard question to answer because it does go back so far. I would say you were very influenced by Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little House in the Big Woods, which has nothing to do with what you do now. I mean, you and I are both writers and she's a playwright, but I think it, this would be interesting to anyone, which is just like sort of who's made you who you are, who's led to your yeah. interests and your preferences and, and the things that you don't like and your attitudes and, yeah, going way back and, and even like your childhood toys are there, you know, strange things that, like, here's something, Elizabeth, do you remember when we were really little, we would go to Kaleidoscope at Hallmark, and yes. they had that thing where you could, like, make little projects with all the stuff that was left over from the gift cards. And as part of it, it's kind of like an art object. It, the words Kaleidoscope were spelled out in front, but was they, they were made with all of these little ordinary objects, like screws or corks or whatever, glued together, but in a really artful way, and then painted. And I remember as a child being like, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. Yes. It made such an impression on me. And I'm still very attracted to any time you see something like that. And it takes me right back to that, which I probably saw, I don't know, when I was like six, seven years old. I mean, that thing. Yeah. It was there when we were little. Yes. Which in my mind is very much connected to the wallpaper and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they're entering the factory and they can yes. like lick the wall. Yes. At least that's what it is in my mind. Isn't that interesting? See, I don't have that association. Yeah, it would be an interesting exercise, but I think it would be pretty demanding. If you're ready for to do a demanding creative project, I think this would be demanding, but fascinating and useful. Okay, Gretch, once again, just for anyone who wants to read this, what is it? It's People Who Led to My Plays by Adrian Kennedy. And I will say it's very, very short. So if yeah. you need a, a little book to fit in, it's it's very short and powerful. Great. All right, Gretchen, what is our spotlight on a tool this week? Okay, I wanted to mention my newsletter. I have my five things making me happy newsletter, which comes out every Friday, and it's free. And many, many, many hundreds of thousands of people have signed up for this newsletter, which is very <laughs> exciting to me. It's short. It's just five things making me happy. I work on it really hard. I, I try to make it really engaging and fun and interesting. And 
It is at GretchenRubin.com slash newsletters. And you can sign up for other newsletters there, like the Moment of Happiness newsletter, if, if you want that. But the most popular newsletter is the Five Things Making Me Happy newsletter. Well, it's funny, Gretchen, because I've talked about how much I love this newsletter. And it's almost like a, your diary or your journal, because yeah. it kind of tracks what you're doing a lot of the time. Yeah, but most, and it's kind of funny, because most of it's linking out to other things. But I think you can really tell like what's on my mind. Because I'm like, oh, I'm so fascinated by this article about the snow monkeys yeah. in the hot springs or whatever. And you're like, oh, there's Gretchen being interested in the five senses, whatever. That is a great newsletter. I can I can attest to that as someone who receives it. Aww. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about something that can be quite controversial. But first, this break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Get all of your Easter shopping done on DoorDash without leaving the house. Get Easter baskets, flowers, brunch must-haves, chocolate bunnies, and more all in one place delivered right to your door. Gretch, you know that when I entertain, I can get quite stressed out, and I love that when I use DoorDash, I can have stuff delivered right to the house rather than having to run around with all my errands. Plus, there's no need to hunt for Easter deals. With a Dash Pass membership, you'll save with a $0 delivery fee and reduce service fees on all eligible orders from Dash Pass merchants that meet the minimum subtotal. Other fees, including service fee, apply. Terms apply. Order now and get everything you need for Easter on DoorDash. Use code HAPPIER24 to get 50% off up to $10 when you spend $15 or more on your next convenience grocery or retail order. That's HAPPIER24. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. We wanted to tell you about a podcast that we love and that we think you will too. It's called Hidden Brain. Hidden Brain is a show that's all about why we do what we do. If you've ever asked yourself questions like, how can I get unstuck? Or why am I less happy the harder I try to be happy? Then you should check out Hidden Brain. Gretch, they had an episode about how to spot a scam, which I yes. love because you know yes. I'm interested in everything to do with scams. Yes. In every episode of Hidden Brain, host Shankar Vedantam explores research-based ideas about human behavior. Want to know more about how screen time affects your ability to concentrate? Looking for insights about how to break your perfectionist tendencies? Or maybe you need some perspective on how to navigate tough conversations with a loved one. Hidden Brain has your back with science and stories that will help you to better understand yourself and the people around you. Listen and discover your Hidden Brain wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Alyssa, I've been meaning to ask you where you stand these days on a subject that gets people very fired up, which is handwritten notes. How yes. do you stand on handwritten notes? Congrats. We've talked before about thank you notes in yeah. general, but the handwritten note is a subcategory mm -hmm. because I guess we can say, right, there's all kinds of ways to do thank you notes. But then you could also say, 
You could also say that a thank you note is a subcategory of the handwritten note. So they're both. Well, that's yes, you're right, because the handwritten note could be a condolence card, yeah. a thinking of you card, a thank happy you birthday for the, yeah. message. Yes, yeah. I guess you're right. The handwritten note really should go should be the overarching category. Well, here's what I will say. I love getting a handwritten note. I absolutely get a burst of happiness from getting a handwritten note. However, I never write handwritten notes. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe once every five years. I'm really not good about writing notes, but I think they're wonderful to get. See, that's interesting because I think that I do send them more often than that, but I don't get such a thrill from them. Like I know other people, mm. they find them really, really exciting. I know, I think, and I think some people really love to send them. Like it's fun to buy beautiful stationery and you can really only justify beautiful stationery if you actually send notes, which is definitely one of the reasons I send some notes is I'm just excited to use some of my stationery. But when I think like, if I get a note in the mail versus a thank you note by email, does it make a big difference to me? In truth, it does not. I really like getting the sentiment, it but it doesn't really it doesn't really mean more to me. But you, for you, it does mean more to you if you get it in the mail. It does. Now, look, I'm happy to get an emailed thank you note, a note or any sort of email. Yeah. I in no way expect anyone to send me a handwritten note whatsoever. It's just if I get one, it is a bit of a thrill. But I in no way do I look out for it. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. will say that because I do value handwritten notes, sometimes, and this is not good, I find myself not sending someone a text or an email because I'm like, oh, no, I should do a handwritten note, mm -hmm. especially if it's a condolence. And then I sort of fail to do anything. Right. So that's not good. Yeah. Well, that's letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. But I guess if you know that about yourself, you can say, am I realistically going to do it or not? It's funny, though, because we've talked about this before. And the thing that is, that's interesting yes. to me is how there's so much nuance of interpretation. When people are like, oh, thank you notes are so, 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 so important. And they need to be handwritten and mailed. But then they basically do a form thank you letter that everybody gets the exact same thing. I'm like, well, is right. that in the spirit of that? Because, yeah, it's mailed to a person individually, but it's not individually written. And then it's sort of like if you take a group picture at a birthday and send it to everyone. I guess my point is... People have many, many different interpretations of what a thank you note should look like. And I think they're all good. I don't, I myself right. do not think that one is supreme and the others are substandard. And I don't, and I, it's not even like, oh, in terms of the pleasure they give me. I think it's all fine. But I think maybe most people are like you and they really do feel like the personal thank you note is special. Yes. Well, I mean, look, I wish no one would have to send anyone a thank you note for anything. <laughs> largely because I'm really bad at sending thank you notes and it's just a constant source of guilt in my life. But I am thinking as you're talking for the handwritten note thing, I should reframe it as an excuse to buy nice stationery, uh -huh. which is maybe get me to send notes about whatever. I mean, right. you've said that you send thank you notes after a party and I do think that's like a really great time to send a thank you note. Yeah. 
It's nice. Like meaning not for a gift, but for right. someone throwing a party. Yeah, it, it is more fun if, if you're looking forward to an excuse to use something like that. I mean, I partly is I have such terrible handwriting. Well, I was going to say, me too. And I write so rarely now. I type all the time. So it's like it, my hand is, is like aching by the time I'm done because I'm trying so hard to stay legible. Yes, being lefties, yes. we also have the whole smudging issue. Yes. So... That is one reason I think that I've never taken to writing thank you notes and handwritten any kind of notes because it is, there's a level of stress yeah. on the legibility <laughs> and the smudging. But I do think on the idea of like, can we just get rid of thank you notes altogether? I do think if at the very least we should say that the parents of new babies shouldn't have to write thank you notes because I feel like that, that I remember being so stressed out and you know, at the time when you're so exhausted and it seems so impossible. I agree. I think that's cruel to make parents send of new babies send thank you notes. Let me just announce now, no one who hears this ever has to send me a thank you. <laughs> Put that on your uh, LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Gretchen, what is our quotation this week? This quotation comes from Hope Jaren's Lab Girl. My laboratory is a place where the lights are always on. My laboratory has no windows, but it needs none. It is self-contained. It is its own world. My lab is both private and familiar, populated by a small number of people who know one another well. My lab is the place where I put my brain out on my fingers and I do things. My lab is a place where I move. I stand, walk, sit, fetch, carry, climb, and crawl. My lab is a place where it's just as well that I can't sleep because there are so many things to do in the world beside that. My lab is a place where it matters if I get hurt. There are warnings and rules designed to protect me. I wear gloves, glasses, and closed-toes shoes to shield myself against disastrous mistakes. In my lab, whatever I need is greatly outbalanced by what I have. The drawers are packed full with items that might come in handy. Every object in my lab, no matter how small or misshapen, exists for a reason, even if its purpose has not yet been found. I love that, Gretch. I love her brain coming out when she says, my brain comes out on my fingers and I do things. And where have you read that before, Elizabeth? I where? I quoted that in Life in Five Senses. Oh, that's why maybe it that's rang a bell why with it you. resonated. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yes, that is the epigraph for my section on touching. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, Elizabeth, are you feeling more happier? I am feeling so much more happier. Thank you to Chuck. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin. And I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to happiercast.com. Bye, Gretch. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So, Gretch, speaking of Lena Horne, Chuck just sent us a picture of his uncle with Lena Horne. Oh, my gosh. You know, his uncle was a famous choreographer. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we got to hear all about that. From the Onward Project.